So this question then would be perhaps for Donna, okay? What timeline could you see as being practical for a coal phase-out in the province of Alberta? I think we already have a timeline that's been dictated by the federal government and we've been negotiating with the federal government. One of the things that we have to pay attention to is making sure we have a resilient system. So if all of our coal-fired plants decide to go off in the next 10 years, and again, these are owned by the private sector, we've got a problem. All of us have a problem because the lights will go out. And I'm not fear-mongering. That's just reality. So it's in our, all of our best interests to make sure that we have a conversation, and it's very transparent, about how that change is going to happen. There are people who believe that you can do clean coal, and that you can actually get, in the Genesee plants an example, coal to a place where it's on a par, on a GHG basis, with gas cogeneration. Is that something that's appropriate, or is that just off the list? And I think that's a conversation we need to have. We are a province that, in 1992, 81% of our electricity came from coal. It's now 52%. Yes, we all want to reduce that, but if we turn all those plants off in the next 10 years, we have to be able to fill that gap. I don't think that makes good sense. Okay, um, Joe, you had put up your hand. Yeah, the, the timeline itself, uh, is mandated by the federal government, is one timeline. Uh, it's unfortunate because we can actually accelerate that even using market mechanisms. I, I use the Sundance A as an example. The market itself wanted to decommission the plants and we forced them back online. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, there are other ways to also accelerate that uh, timeline, and the, the ways to do that is to find alternatives on the base load. That's really it, because coal um, powers the base load. And by the way, it's great to say that it makes up 52% or 62% of our generation capacity, but when that generation makes up 80 and 90% of the, the load uh, on any given merit order, um, that's what it does. And oh, by the way, we still burn those, gen those generators. They're still burning when they're not even being utilized. We don't shut them off. So it is an issue. Uh, so we need to use all the tools available to uh, efficiently make this transition. And that can be accelerated. I really believe there's that possibility out there. And so does my caucus. Okay, well, we've got two people wanting to rebuttal. We always this. will. Um, <laughs> could, could you do your rebuttal in 30 seconds? I can, please, I please. promise. Just I make your end the same for your day. I will say that if we use the federal guideline, federal laws as a guideline when we've lost the battle, um, the federal laws are, are um, of no assistance. Um, we have the capacity as a province to actually deal with this issue and to make it happen faster. Um, I'm not an expert. 15 years, 10 years, Alberta is unique, and there's a long list of reasons why it is. But if we don't start by rejecting the federal government's plan, then we're not even we're not even caring about this issue. We've just basically filed the issue in the back and decided not to deal with it. That's what I think. Thank you. David? Uh, this government has decided to deregulate electricity. They've decided the market should determine how we develop our energy in this province. At the same time, they have subsidized this, this fossil fuel industry for 50 years. Uh, I think it's fair to say it's time to start subsidizing, if that's the term to use, alternative energies, clean energy, conservation in our homes and businesses. 
Uh, and let's create a level playing field for what we know is much healthier and much more sustainable in the long term. Thank you, Dave. Okay, now I have another question. Um, I have several, but we're not going to have time to go through all of them. This may be my last one as a function of how long the answers take. Um, now, we talk a lot about the market. And certainly from what I know, economists tend in their models to treat anything beyond their narrow interests as externalities. How does your party's position understand these externalities, and would you prefer that in costing out any proposed change in energy options or balances, that a more holistic examination be considered, one that internalizes the broader ramifications and effects into a full cost accounting model? So David, you had your hand up first, would you like to go? Well, thank you. Uh, the Penman Institute has done a wonderful analysis just in Alberta based on some of the extensive research in Ontario that looked at the healthcare costs alone of the coal industry. $300 million a year uh, is estimated for Alberta's healthcare costs. Edmonton has about 50 to 60% more asthma than Calgary. Why is that? When we just happen to be downwind of the major coal-fired power plants in, in, in Edmonton. Uh, we know that hundreds of thousands of lives are lost every year on a planetary basis because of coal burning. Uh, much poorer quality coal and much poorer standards, of course, in other countries, but we're losing thousands of people every year in Canada based on coal emissions and other pollutants. Uh, it's time we looked at externalities, put a, a valid price on them, and recognized that these should be incorporated in the cost of a kilowatt hour. Environmental impacts, climate impacts, uh, as, as Rachel mentioned, the, the coal mining problems and the, and the uh, leaching into the uh, North Saskatchewan River, huge costs. When are we going to start including the real cost of producing the energy we're producing? Thank you, David. Donna, you a brief rebuttal. Please. Yes, thank you. Actually, I just wanted to comment on, on the externalities. People care a great deal about different things. A lot of people in this room are science-based, and you will have different confidences and different externalities than, than other disciplines may have. The consumer needs to be educated. And personally, I think that's a very, very important part of my mandate going forward, is to make sure that the public has access to the information. Most people don't know where our electricity comes from in Alberta. And one of the best pieces of advice somebody gave me, and a lot of you are younger in this room, there's an app called Megawatts that you can download for 99 cents, and it will tell you where electricity comes from in Alberta at any given moment. I am addicted to this app, and right now, 52.6% of our generation in Alberta is coming from coal, 8.4% is coming from wind, 34.1% is coming from gas, 2.3 from hydro, and 2.5 from biomass. And I am totally addicted to this thing. It's a way to communicate to people where our electricity comes from. Because if you ask people in the public who aren't <coughs> sitting in this room and care about these issues, they don't know, and I think that's a big, big responsibility for all of us. Thanks, Donna. Joe, would you go? Oh, I thought Rachel was going before. Oh, Rachel was. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, a couple of points. First of all, I, I just need to say, as New Democrats with a long-standing position, that even using the term externalities to exclude consideration of important issues when you're talking about, you know, economic health, community health, is, is kind of frustrating to me because, you know, it's not an economic model if people are getting poisoned while you're doing it, and it's not an externality if people are getting poisoned while you're doing it. So. 
that's just the way it is. But that being said, I'm a little, I, I need to say I'm a bit frustrated by this constant refrain that we have to put it back on the consumer. We have a deregulated market in this province. It is unique. Uh, consumers have less choice in it. We've had to constantly intervene because the deregulated market's not working the way it should. We have a market with too few players, so they're able to manipulate the market. And we also have a market as another one of its unique components that actually works against the free market development of renewable energy because it's so variable that renewable energy companies cannot get the financing that they would do in order to break in to an otherwise very established, very dominated, almost um, uh, um, you know, anti-competitive, monopolized market, which is really not free at all. So I don't like the use of the word the free market. It's misleading. We create a bit of a broken market, and, and it is one that actually works against the otherwise free market development of renewable energy. And um, so that's something that this government has to take responsibility for. It's their unique creation, and it is their unique barrier to the development of alternatives in this province. Okay. Okay, one last question from me. No, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, the whole issue of externalities, if you believe in having a social license, which the Wild Rose does, you have to consider the externalities without question. But I want to I want to go after this deregulated market phenomenon. One, it's not deregulated. Some people need to wake up. And I, I really find it problematic to put this on consumers to try to figure it out. Uh, distribution, transmission are fully regulated because they have to be. Generation is supposed to be deregulated except our big coal plants have power purchase agreements which guarantees them a cost recovery and cash flow. Well, that has nothing to do with the market or any type of competitiveness. It gives them an advantage over other uh, options. Oh, by the way, our own Alberta Utilities Commission under the ASO changed the rules to actually cause problems or throw roadblocks to allow wind power to get onto the, the system. So we work against ourselves dealing with some of the renewables. So we're dealing with this issue. So what is a competitive free? Well, let's look at the retail side. We have an RRO, regulated rate option, that has different rules and market mechanisms than the private retailers are allowed to utilize. So they can raise the costs, or actually they're forced to raise the costs. Uh, this doesn't make sense. So we're gonna ask the consumer now to get educated, because that's what industries tell them. Our government is, you've gotta get those consumers educated. But I will tell you this, our own market surveillance administrator even calls the market an oligopoly because they're manipulating the system and they've been caught not once, not twice, not three times. My goodness, we're starting to lose count. We got a real problem in this industry. If we want to clean it up, we got a problem in the market and we got a problem in the way we manage it. Thank you very much. Doug.